Lovers, lovers, lovers. It's another episode of For the Lovers podcast. And today we have a special guest. We are here, um, season two, episode four. Welcome to Thailand. And we have a special guest today, Jaida Coles in the building. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Ty. So Jaida Coles is a very well-known journalist. New York City takeover. She has produced documentaries. She has produced events. And she's actually a personal friend from the days of Driver's Ed. <laughs> and it's a pleasure to have her as a guest today. Today is Monday, just to let you know where we are on the calendar. September 21st, fall begins tomorrow. Oh my gosh, wow, sorry. Fall, fall begins, begins tomorrow. Fall. And tomorrow makes it two months to number 3-0. Oh my gosh. Well, 30. 30. We are turning 30 this year. Wow. This is marvelous. This is sexy. It's so sexy. It's liberating, too. It is. I remember the days of like cursing at turning another age, but no, I'm walking into 30 with confidence. With confidence and grace, humility. Like, I'm just so happy to, you know, just share this space with other like minded women, you know? Yes, for sure. Um, It's really just a blessing. Like, we're sitting here. In Thailand, <laughs> overlooking the East My River, place, okay. <laughs> and we're chilling. You know, it's a great day. We're gonna go out for dinner soon to um, Paloma. Yes, the last outdoor oh, dining. Goodness. I'm happy to say goodbye to out- outdoor dining. It was fun while it lasted, but it's chilly now. So New York City, open up. New York City, open up. We're opening up in one week, September 30th. We are back. Yes, we will be operating at 25% capacity. However, just the idea of we can go inside of a restaurant and dine in is okay with me. Yeah. I want it to be, you know, just that experience or the fall, not to have a birthday dinner, not yes. worry about it. You can have a birthday dinner and not worry about With it. Reservations. Yes. And be girls inside yes, and not inside. worry about freaking sneezing at the table all for day. Sure, for sure. So I'm so excited for that, lovers. And also, you know, our pool is heated. Mm. So expect some poolside photos back on our Instagrams, by the way, which is at Ty Hampton, at Ty the Bartender, at underscore for the lovers.com underscore. Jaida, tell the lovers what your Instagram is. My Instagram is at Miss Jaida, but let me spell it for you because it is quite tricky. At M-I-S-S-J-A-Y-Y-I-A-H across all accounts. Across all accounts. And when we talk about professionalism, journalism, blogging, copywriting, I mean, the list goes on with Miss Jaida Coles, and she is a superstar. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring her on because not only is she my personal friend, but like I said, I really do admire her birth ethics, mm-hmm. her professionalism. And we have a lot of stories within the industry. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about that. So just to catch the lovers up, again, this is season two, episode four. Uh, welcome to Thailand. So, actually, lovers, we're drinking wine that I found in my car. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> you said a bartender, don't It's okay. We went out to brunch like two weeks ago in Harlem, and um, we was being a little ratchet, and we poured the wine in a water bottle, <laughs> and I literally found it the other day, and that's what we're drinking because it's good. So I said your mom. It's so funny. <laughs> I am a mom. I am an old lady. For real, nobody wants to understand that. I am an old-ass lady for fake. Like, it's but so it's crazy. Because we all have the mother instinct but right some women it just it comes out more so lovers um so like i said um we've been cashing up on my crazy love life we've been cashing up on my personal life and i did go to ohio um for everyone that's been tuned in from the first episode i went to ohio for my grandma's funeral 
I even did a speech, you know, and it was really emotional. Um, it was really sentimental, but I'm so thankful to God. I was able to make it and come back within 24 hours. Yes. Um, just to be there with my dad was really, really amazing. Think about it. It was already two weeks ago. Like, right. the time is flying. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. Like, what the heck? And um, far as my lover that we opened up with, we are officially blocked one another on everything <laughs> as of that I think. I mean, I was told last time, I, last conversation, uh, I'm blocked because I found gum on my bed frame. And oh I guess, God, you know. You can talk about that for a second because I have a question. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I don't know if you shared the full story with your listeners, <laughs> but did you? Um, yeah. So, so as you guys know, she found um, gum on her bedpost somewhere, which to me was um, definitely absurd and just immature. And just, I don't know what happened in the moment why he did that. But just asking you a question, flipping the script, how do you, do you feel like that's worthy of cutting him off, like, for good? No, like, even when I made, so I made it, the whole thing was I made a video and sent it to him. I made a video expressing, oh my gosh, did you leave this gum? Yeah. Right? And I sent it to him. I guess he thought it was rude and unnecessary, which we're not going to list what's rude and unnecessary and mm-hmm. in, in, in within our relationship because, come on. Right, right, right. However, he mentioned that it was rude and unnecessary. I thought it was funny because I'm obviously, the tone of my voice. But not funny, Ty, because I seen the video. Sarcastically guys. funny. You was mad. I was mad. I was absolutely mad because I'm just like, what the hell? Like, yeah. how long have you been here? Be mad, but, you know, just trying to jump in his shoes. You I don't know. think for me personally, I would have cut him off for that. Like yeah. I, I would definitely move You're forward. Guilty. Yeah, well, it's a, like you did it. I'll be embarrassed if anything. And I, I think that's why he responded the way he responded. I think he was more embarrassed and hurt that I that I called him out for that instead of him just saying, "Babe, yeah, I did that one night. We were drunk. He yeah. was making out, and I just that was the first place I put it. Yeah. And you literally, he again became the victim in this situation. Yeah. And said he blocked me. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, you know. Which I feel is extreme, but I, that's it's how I, said. I wanted extreme. to know how you felt. Like, if you felt like that was like, okay, good, I got rid of him, or it's like, damn, what the fuck? I kind of feel like both. I feel like, I feel like, you know, damn, what the fuck? And then I'm also feel like, well, all right, we was, we was, we, the last couple of weeks between us was just very toxic. Mm-hmm. It was a back and forth thing all the time. We weren't communicating, you know, clearly enough, and I just think we needed a break. Like, yeah, we just need a sure. break. So we'll see whatever happens in the rest of the, our lifetime on this earth, you know. Yeah, but sure. for right now, we need a break. And I've been saying we needed a break, and now it's You're a nasty one. break. Yeah, yeah, which sucks. Yeah, but just you know, messages to all of the um, lovers out there: don't do things like that. Don't like, those do are that. bad habits. Like we want to, especially as a woman, like we want to make sure that we're living like you know clean lives as i say <laughs> and that is not only like unclean but it's rude and this is someone's home someone's sanctuary someone's bed in the moment babe where's the garbage can i want to spit this out it's simple it's simple it's simple this is like I'm, I'm not gonna not be wet anymore yeah because we had to stop yeah. and have to put the gum in the garbage yeah it's not a turn off to it's say, not a, yeah i want to throw this gum out right you it's, know? It's, but maybe that just was the the, the, the kick that you needed to really take that break. It just happened as it, you know, was supposed to. As a new season yeah. and um, 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 releases itself. Like exactly. I said, we about to fall into autumn. A literal new season. A little new season. And, and I welcome it. I welcome it too. I give it all the reasons to be gracious, to mm-hmm. be cute, put your boots on, ladies, and just <laughs> yes. be fly girls outside, you know? Yes, be fabulous. 
Be fabulous, exactly. Speaking of fabulous, me and Jaida really practice being fabulous young black women um, in New York City. You know what I'm saying? We run around, we do a lot of things. I bartend at a lot of events. And she recently launched a social media campaign with her client. So I wanted to, her to talk about a little bit about that because I only seen one part of it. And it was amazing to be behind the scenes um, during her creative, it was, it was a, it was creative directing the shoot. Yeah. So, and I want you just to give it up, Jaida. Tell us about your recent social media campaign. Okay. So as you guys, or well, you guys don't know, but I have a bachelor's degree in communications. So that is an extension of marketing and advertising. Now I took one advertising class in my um, day, in my college days, and I fell in love with it. It made me want to change my major to advertising. Never focused on it, never, you know, did any projects in advertising and marketing up until now. So I was working for one company and the guy, he seen my work there and he hired me for his campaign. Now, so it's called Stoll and Dean. Now, it's amazing because Stoll and Dean is one of the first sports apparel lines. I'm talking about the Negro League uniforms wow. from 1868. Wow. Like years ago. Wow. So, you know, it can be tough with businesses sometimes. They like take a break or go out of business. This guy that I know, shout out to Zaire. He picked it up. He bought the company. Okay. So, oh. yeah, he, the guy that you met at the shoot, right. which was fabulous, by the way. Yes, it was. He brought the company. So now it's like, okay, this is the return of the original. These are the originators. Besides Mitchell and Ness, right. Stolen Dean was there first. Right. You know what I'm saying? A sports apparel line. So, long story short, um, we embarked on a 30 day campaign mm-hmm. called Return of the Original. Okay. Return of what once was. Mm-hmm. So, I, um, so now it consisted of abstract videos. So it was 30 days of abstract videos, but it was a mystery campaign. You guys don't know what you're watching. These videos are abstract. Oh. They, yeah, that's why they didn't make sense. That makes like, so you see much. a rubber, actually makes yeah, sense though. You see a rubber ducky taking a bath in the bathtub and a big giant basketball comes and splashes inside of the bathtub. Like, what is that? We, we use the play on sports objects. Right. So most of the videos had sports objects um, inside of them. You guys have to check it out. It's at the return of the original. And it was so cool. And um, now we launched. We, we, we um, On September 15th, we launched. And now you guys can purchase. You know, it's a, um, the first capsule is a box. It like features like the actual first uniforms and a, a autographed football and all this really cool stuff. But it was really great to um, be on the marketing spectrum of that campaign in time. And lovers, like it really challenged me um, mm-hmm. creatively. Yeah, you, you can't to, to get a, to get somebody to send you like a series of like sixteen abstract videos, and you have to create the captions. You just can't write in a basic way. You have to, you know what I'm saying? And one thing that the pandemic did do for me was it allowed me to dig inside of my soul, inside of the, you know, I have an innate ability to to write and create. But it helped me dig inside of that and really. Um, just pour out on a beautiful canvas and, and it, it just went extremely well and um shout out to that and just shout out to all of the marketers worldwide and just all of the creatives you know because being creative is something that you can't really purchase in the store you know it's something within and and it all has something to do with you know sometimes even being aligned like how creative are you how far does your creativity go so lovers i want you guys to constantly do a courage check and, and see if you are, you know, living up to your full potential. Because what happened for me in that campaign was, wow, like, I really have this in me. Now, guess what? Now yeah. I'm embarking on a new journey to be a campaign manager because of my experience on this campaign. So it was really, um, 
beneficial and it was great. I want you guys to really check it out. It was cool. You can check out the website and um yeah, shout out to everyone that stole them. So with that being said, right, because I feel like being a creative person, there's so many levels of creativity, right? Yes. There's so many things that you said, like you said you went to college first and you were studying communications and then advertising came along and then marketing came along and then all right. these different tiers. But how I feel is that it's all these different tiers within being a creative person. Yeah. A lot of times being a creative person, being a journalist, being a blogger, they like to stick us as one thing. But being a true creative person is is not that. Like we're not just oh, I edit videos, oh, I interview people. It's, it's, it's so okay. much more because our brains are so expansive and, like, we cannot be captivated into one box and one field. Sure. We know we're creatives. We know we're not doctors and uh, maybe, like, you know, architects, however. Right. You never know. But, you know, right. like, sure. we are creative people and I just feel like people need to give us a break sometimes and, and stop trying to label us as one specific thing. For sure. Like, what do you do? I'm a freelancer. And right. I've, been, I've been keeping it at that. Like, yes, I'm a I bartender. Like but I'm a freelancer because I literally can do different right. projects and do different things and be satisfied. Instead of trying to pull us, say that we're spreading ourselves too thin over all over the place. We're not. You know? And I feel bad for artists because you can get an artist that does videography, this and that. It's like, exactly. what are you? Choose one. I'm exactly. a creative. Right. That's why I like the term that you just use, freelancer. Yeah. It's just, it's just a great term and it's an actual factual, factual term. I mean, I just feel like it's, uh, it's 2020. We're expanding our brands and marketing ourselves in a way that has never been thought before mm-hmm. our parents don't understand it people you know they don't understand right. that we have the freedom to be whoever we want to be and actually make a lifestyle off of it a living off of it that's yeah, the difference a living off of it. you know um but with the campaign though i feel like you know as black women in the media industry especially in new york city is so small right it's mm-hmm. super duper small um, everyone knows everyone. One of the things I truly miss about post-COVID lifestyle was the press events, was the grand openings, the launch parties, the yes. red carpet events. Just yes. I miss I that. Miss I miss the industry. Period. You know, um, I miss going out to I industry events. That. Period. Yes. Today's Monday. Networking. You know, open bars, hors d'oeuvres, yes. men yes. everywhere, all the time. Okay. <laughs> Every single day of the week. Every single day of the week. It's, industry it's, night. Industry night. And that's and the thing what always baffled me about the industry is that it's like you know you want to be professional, you want to be a businesswoman first. Obviously, you are that. But in this industry of media, it's almost as if sex sells mm. because if you sure. if you don't approach certain things with a certain way and have the and have like the knowledge of being a little street smart, you will get walked all over and thrown out in in, in a hot minute yeah, because sure. men don't take women seriously when it comes to this industry at all and you know even with your campaign it was a whole male staff almost for sure you understand 100%. what i'm saying 100 so it's like well you know how do you draw the line sometime between um business of pleasure when it comes to dating in the industry mm-hmm. well one thing i would love to say to start this conversation off right being a woman in the industry, when you're like doing like work for hire or you have clients and such, you have to really keep your legs closed tight if you want to be respected. I will never forget when I first started with a company called Strictly Hip Hop many moons ago, maybe like about six years ago now, I kept I was interviewing all of these rappers, all of these fine ass niggas, all of these lit ass people, right? And then, um, you know, I was being approached and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, always interested in dating people, right? And one day my friend said to me, she said, what are you going to do? She said, she was like, it's so, it's so um, kind of risky. She said, you don't want to become 
the journalist that give her an interview, I'm sure she'll give you some pussy. Oh my gosh. That scared me straight. Wow. And then another time, by example, I'm sitting down at Power 105 once, right? And I'm looking at five people who tried avidly, like with their souls, to try to pursue me and date me. And I said to myself, I said, if I would have fucked one of them, they would be standing in the circle talking about how good my pussy is. That's great. I mean, kudos to having good pussy, but I'm, yes, but, but who you know wants to be? Saying? Of course. So the point is this: like, for one, we have to be respected as uh, as women, and we fight. We, it's a fight. Like, it's a fight. Being black, <laughs> being a black woman, it's a fight to be respected. So to get that respect, I feel like we need to carry ourselves well. With great class. Now, when it comes to dating, of course, we're women. We love to date. We love men. So it's like, I would probably much rather prefer dating someone who is who I'm not, in a sense, working for. Okay. Like, you know, I'm over here at this record label. You're over there at that record label. Let's make it work. Like, right. Because right. I would date in the right. industry. Right. I'm not, like, really against it, in a sense, but I don't want to work for you. Right. And then be fucking. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, like, I mean, things, I feel like things like that get really, really tricky. And usually yeah. they always like to blame the woman. I'm not going to say it's gender, when it, like, when men or women are best at handling situations like that. Yeah. I think it comes down to the individual. Yeah. It could be very lucrative, but at the same time, you have to really be for real yeah. meaning you have to really be strong you have to really be smart and really be wise yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna be messy like that yeah. because that can be a shit show and then it can be it can turn into blackmail it's, of it course there's so many things listen you, and you know, know people are wicked yes people you are know, very in, in, in a pogo stick a dick is just not worth it your reputation what you become things can get fucked up in the industry think about it as like a chattery ass place. yes Nothing but gossip, nothing yes. but talk, and this and that. So you definitely have to be careful. It's, but you know, I, I love an adventure. Right. Like it's always exciting. Yes. And fun. That's the upside to it. But let's before we you know dive headfirst, like let's factor in the downside of what could go wrong. Not yeah. even be a negative though. You know what I'm saying? A lot could go wrong because it is the industry. But you know, a lot of people used to tell me, Ty, in my early days, they used to always say like. You need someone in the industry. Like you need to marry and end up being because, with someone yes, in the industry. So I they, agree. It's an understanding. It's of, understanding of you know, scheduling, scheduling, of lifestyles, lifestyles and everything. And then it's fun. You guys have something to talk about at night. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you know. I used to think that as well, but then I'm like, um, I don't know. It, it, it really depends because I kind of like nerds. I kind of like people that are maybe your engineer. You on your computer all day and your home all like I kind of like that because I'm I out. That. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm out. I don't want to spoke. I don't want to run out. the same streets. As yeah, you. I don't want to run. The, I mean, but if I like you, I like you, and things will be how yeah. they will be. But dating in the industry gets so tricky too because, like you said, I'm thinking about my situations and you know um, mixy mixy stuff like you yeah. know with rappers, with other journalists and reporters. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, blackmail. Mm-hmm. I wonder. So I always have this. Um, I always have this tip that I give myself, like, if I'm going to, you know, in, in, engage in any type of activity that I know is crossing the lines or crossing that, you know, safe border, I have to be comfortable with this being out. Right. Because that's how I think. Like For you sure. said, people are wicked. People are going to do all kinds of stuff. Right. So if I ever send a photo to somebody or we ever made a video mm-hmm. or any kind of stuff like that. I have to always be like, all right, Ty, with confidence, I did this. And then you have to know the possibility that this could come out later on in the, and later on in your lifestyle. Right. So don't be a, don't don't be mad. Yeah, exactly. Just, Just know, know what you're getting Just yourself know yourself into. getting into. That's all. We big women. We can take a look. Exactly. You know, a bruise. But yes. just know what you're getting yourself into. Exactly. So, I just don't, I think it's so interesting though, because what I found out also with dating men in the industry are that it gets very spicy. A lot of men like to date other men in the industry as mm-hmm. well. 
And, you know, for women like us, we are, we're, we're almost cut from the same breed. You know what I'm saying? For we sure. come from the same neighborhood in Staten Island. And yeah. so we've seen all types of men. Yeah. Gangster <laughs> men, you know, on the block <laughs> men, in the business office men, doctor men, all kinds yeah. of men. Yeah, for sure. Men, men, men. We love them all. Yeah, exactly. But there's something triggering about, you know, this possibility of like a bi man or like yeah. a gay man. That possibly go sleep with you and him. and him, and that can get so like the download, the DL, like that shit is a different. It's like a dark side. To it's it. a dark it's side. Like, damn, like what to do? Like if you was all right, side to ask you a question. If you was in a relationship with a guy, or you know, situationship with a guy, and you found out he was sleeping with a man, you know, behind your back, no threesome situation, sleeping with a man, like fucking, and then you know, you approached him and he was like, "Yeah, I'm bisexual." How would you handle that? Okay, so normally it probably would have turned me on, right? Because that's the <laughs> kind of shit I'm into. So it probably would have turned me on that this guy's bi. Right. However, I don't like lies. So because right. you didn't tell me up front. Yeah. And it's new news to me. Is yeah. when I always get mad at anybody, right. anything. Right. Yeah, I hate true. new news. Like yeah. I, this is why I'm not with my yeah, last it's lover. It's yeah, new exactly. to me. Like why are you hiding? So, um, if I was dating someone and he was by and he told me up front, like, listen, you know, this is my ex and this is my ex and it's a male mm-hmm. and it's a female. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, interesting. But then I'm gonna feel like, hmm, you are kind of more mixy than I am because you date mm-hmm. both. Yeah. So like. <laughs> That's a whole different... You having your cake and eating it too is how I feel. So then I'm just like, well, I don't want to compete against nobody, nothing, nothing. Like, Right. That's another thing too. You're not only competing against um, one sex. It's just like, you've got a lot of composition in the thoughts that you may have. You know, when you overthink, like, all right, the stress and all of that shit. So I just feel like, and I don't know, I think I think specifically going back to the industry and the media industry, entertainment industry, Hollywood, I think that finding out men like men in that industry is more of a turn on to me because men are always looked at as so as so muscular mm-hmm. as this, these muscle guys sweaty smelly and to see them actually caress another man mm-hmm. i don't know for some reason it just turns me on like yeah it's just like wow okay they do have a soft side they do have like this intimacy yeah. you know amongst themselves but then they hiding it because you know what, the, what is a public woman think right so i don't know for me i feel like it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting lifestyle to live in the industry. Um, I just wish that people would be more open about it. I know they can't. People are be- ashamed about their sexuality. Yeah. You know? Right. It, it just is what it is. The same for girls, the same for guys. Just come out and tell the world, like, okay, I date men. Like, that's not the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even me and my curviness, I don't talk about it. Like, oh, yeah, like, okay, well, I, I don't claim myself to be bisexual, though. Right. But that's just probably like a... um. I don't know what to call it. Probably not being true to yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, but that's the same thing that exists within the industry. Like, right. okay, if you have sex with girls, that technically makes you bisexual. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And if you have sex with men and you're a man, I t- but we have, like, it's like, sort of like sometimes maybe an identity issue. Like, mm-hmm. it's just tough. So I understand why so many men are on the DL, but it's just dirty. The way it is. It, the way that it's done. It is. It's just, it's just fucked up. It is. I mean, you can walk into the studio, the music studio, and have a session with your artist, and he's getting a blowjob on the, on, on, in the studio. Exactly. And this happens all, all the, the time. time. It's like a secret society. Sometimes. It is. They know what's going on. They know what's going this on. This industry is good. Yes, the secret. Hollywood is good. Yes. They're all into Absolutely. That's just it. That's Absolutely. Just it. The secret codes. If you're, you know, I remember this. I just remember thinking back to all the industry events we we'll go to. And I remember this one time being at um, 
I was at an industry event in um, right in Times Square. I forget the name of the music studio. It was in the music studio in Times Square. And um, we had the drinks. We had all there. But there was so many, what they like to say, boxy boys there, right? Mm. And the artist was, a, you know, we, we didn't know the artist to be a boxy boy in a sense, yeah. right? So, you know, um, there was a lot of guys there. Okay, I'm just like, okay, well, that's his fan base, right? Yeah. But that's your fan base. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, for me, I'm like, oh, I'm in heaven. I'm walking in here. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing how... And as I said, it was down low. You know, it was was like a a secret society. There's certain codes Mm -hmm. and, and, um, like, signals, rather, that you would use to signify... Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm on the same side as you. It's so funny. Although my cousin recently, he happens to be a gay male, and we went to an event, and he was explaining to me the terms. Like, okay, he's a... Trainer or skater. I forgot the, the term. He's a trade. He's a trade. Meaning like, you know, he's a muscular man and he just won't like do anybody. He's super down low, but you got to, you know, explaining it to me. And it was just like really interesting to sit back and analyze like, oh, that's who's who. And, you know, what turns him on as a man and stuff. It was just like really interesting. It is truly like a secret world. It's a secret world. And I, I you know, as a woman, you know, the listeners tuned in lovers don't judge us for being who we are because we're very confident in the young woman that we are for sure um and we're exposed to a lot that many of you listeners probably have never been exposed to right and not to say like we are dabbing in both worlds here because we are christian women as well but the thing is it's it's kind of life and sometimes you have feelings and urges and you know desires for things that you don't know why maybe you don't act on it which is good for you but it's there. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. It's, inst- it's, inst- it's instilled it's in you. It's there. people. Yes. And you just as can't help as- what turns you on. You can. And um, I I find it, I don't know, that I find the, I find the turning straight, straight men that could possibly trade into, I guess, a gay lover very fascinating. Like, that process to me is like a turn on. Right. Because, um... I've, like you said, I've talked to a lot of other gay men and, mm-hmm. and I listen to how they, the process is like they'll scout out a guy and you know, like, it's like, wow, yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening yeah, because, yeah. you know, it's, and not, it's not because he's less manly than the next man. No, right. he, you know, it has nothing to do with Just as much as girls may have twisted thoughts yes. about other women, men do too. We just yes. have to understand that. Why is it accepted when women do it? Right. You know, like it's like a, a, two parents, they'll disown their son, but they'll just love their daughter. Right. Gay. Like it's like a, a like a it double is. standard. It's, a, it's definitely a double standard when it comes to like homosexuality and that whole entire, uh, you know, sexual desire, fantasy, lifestyle, I don't know what you're going to call yeah, it, but yeah. it's definitely a double standard. And just going back to the industry and dating men in the industry, I feel like that's sometimes things you have to be open with and either accept or don't accept. Yeah. Don't play yourself. Don't start dating a guy you've heard rumors about or date a woman you have you heard rumors about and right. then you get too deep and now, you know, the rumors are true and you're caught up. Right, because exactly. Just be... Just listen, like you just said, yes or no. Yes or no. Like, to reference our favorite show, Todd Sex in the City. Yes. There was an episode, Carrie found out this guy she was dating was bisexual. Exactly. She was infatuated with yes. it, though. She was, like, you know, curious, asking questions and this and that. You just got to know what you're going to be down for and what you're not going to be Exactly. For. Some women will shoot their husband straight in the face, like, to find out, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing this and that. So, what's, whatever really floats your boat, but don't judge, like you said. Right, don't judge. no judgment zone with sexual being, mm-hmm. you know? But cheating is still cheating. If it's a man cheating or a woman. still cheating, for sure. And I'm not with that and at I'm all. I'm not with that at all. <laughs> 
I'm not with it either, girl. I don't care what initial you fucking come from. I really have a... I'd rather be single for X amount of time than deal with a cheater. It makes me feel like an episode of Snapped. I can't take that type of pain. Like, I'm just not with it. That's why I've always been so comfortable single. Because I know um, how men are. You know? Unfortunately, I know how they are. So, I'm not... No. I no, I agree. Like I'm, I'm listening to you, and I agree. And I think about why people get into relationships when they know they have a cheating tendency. Yeah. When you could just be single. Single is okay. There's no. Like, I've been single for a while. We've been single for a while, and I'm. Yeah. I have peace. I don't have no yeah, issue with no women. drama. Men want cake and to eat it too. They want to lead a life. I'm not even gonna start doing. I know. I know. Some of y'all listening, and I love you but yeah, I really got problems. <laughs> it's a terrible thing. It is, it is, it is. And it's painful because women, we get the short end of this thing. We do. Constantly. Constantly. We just want love. We just want love and affection yeah, and money. Yeah. I want and the hard, money. Yeah. And hard dick yeah. and the money. Send a bag. Be a gentleman. Send a few bags. Spoil me. Yeah. Like, why do I have to? It reminds me of Sierra Marie's song, Make, it, Make Her Feel Good. Yes. Like, he wrote that song for her because she sat in his office and told him her, you know, hey, you got a band. She started complaining about men. So he she, so he wrote that song for her. So when you listen to that song, do I have to tell a nigga I'm lonely? Do I have to tell a nigga how to, like, all of the lyrics, I just feel you. Like, why do I have to tell a nigga how to treat me? It's our anniversary. Do I have to write it out for you? Oh my goodness! And then, and then they wonder why women date women. It's Hello. not even. It's not for the sex, obviously, because we still love. It's dicks. for everything else. It's for everything else. It's, for everything it's else. like the emotional tie here. I'm just like, yo, bro. Affection, emotions, everything. Women. We just have something they don't. We do, and it's just like I, I actually think that's that's the beauty of it all, though, because I remember I was I remember one time I was like, all right, maybe I could just have a girlfriend, and like I won't have sex with her, but I was have a girlfriend, like you know, right. whatever. But then I was like, nah, because I'm I'm also kind of I, my mindset is like a man. Yeah. So like you'll be doing her dirty too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna be like annoyed, and then she's gonna right. be like, oh baby, baby. I'm gonna like please grab my face. That's this. why you couldn't. You shouldn't date a lesbian because lesbians exactly. take this gay shit serious. Exactly. But if it's like me, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, you're my girlfriend, so yeah, I know. Guys, we just announced it. We're tired of the relationship. <laughs> so, lovers, yes, we were saving this episode to actually announce <laughs> that we are in a relationship. Um, two black journalists, two hot black journalists, actually. Yes. And that's why we always go out on dates, and that's why I'm always with her. Yeah. And um, yeah, so stay tuned for <laughs> those next couple of episodes. And lovers, you better email me if she's talking shit about me to other um um hosts, other um co-hosts. <laughs> I would never. We actually have a date in a few. I told you at Paloma, so I cannot wait for that. But yeah, yeah. so just going back to um the industry and the craziness of it, I think that um I remember I have a mentor in the industry. He's a crazy marketer. And um, he always he always told me, Ty, when you walk into any office, for the, it's going to be for the men, you walk into any office, you're a businesswoman first. Don't be key-keying. Don't be smiling. Don't. Because sure. you're, you're... And the, the problem is that I'm naturally that kind of person. Yeah. I'm a natural flirt. Yeah. I'm a natural, yeah. like, hi, like, you know, yeah. very, like... Yeah. And you, have, you can't be like that in the industry. You have to be a little stern, a little mean, because they will... Just dog you. Dog you. They would, like, be intended. Not take you seriously. 
I feel what your um, mentor said 100%. I had an ex-boyfriend who used to always say, stop being so timid. Like, stop being like that. Like, man, we have to work so hard, Ty. We don't want to go nowhere smiling our ass off. We want to be serious. You're, we want to have you're not ever fucking me. Yes. On our face. Oh, my gosh. Like, that is it. That. that is it. Happen. That's it, though. All the men that I've worked with, Ty, in my career and doing this, I did a documentary on a team of niggas. Yes. Who know they can't hit it. What was the name of your documentary? It was called DJs Define the Union and where can we find his documentary? Um, actually, so you know, the premiere was last year, November yes. 3rd. Right now, November 3rd is my like gold date. Mm -hmm. We're looking for a home. You know, the film is still not released. Oh, it wow. It takes time. But like, my right, chief documentary took like a year and a half to come yeah. out. We had an event and it took a year to come out. So we're still looking for a home. So hopefully you guys can see it soon. Yes. I can't wait for that. It's yes. going to be amazing. Yes, it was. I've watched in both of her actual... Oh my um, God. Isn't that crazy? The yeah. first one too. The first one too. The first one we had at Brooklyn Wine Yard. Oh my God. And and you that held was, me down because you know I was going through some yes, shit. Yes, it was like I love you so much. PRs, industry, crazy. press, it's always oh um it's always this trickery. It's always nah, trickery. This industry, I remember once I asked the Lord, I said, Why am I here? Yeah. I said, Why did you give me this talent? Like I was just at a really tricky place and he said back to me almost immediately, I need my soldiers too. So as much as this industry may be frustrating and, you know, and, and, and dark, mm -hmm. you know, Very dark. you know, you are God's people and we still have to, this is our gift. So. It is. We didn't choose this. Like, we you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it comes to us, if it comes to you breathlessly. Yes. Like that this is conversation. You. This is just like you know. Yes. It's just a gift. I it think. is a gift, and a it's gift. and it's your God-given gift, and it's your talent. Yeah. And every day I pray, and I know you pray with praying warriors. Yes. We pray together. Amen. And we pray, and I, you know, it's, it's it's we have to do it for the kingdom, though. Yes. The, the thing about it is that because we have these skill sets and being a communicator is key, not in my personal life, obviously, but right. being a communicator is key and being able to tell stories, you yes. know, I'm yes. telling a story right now through audio. For I mean, sure. this is a form of, you know, this is digital art. Like, yes. This is you know, um, storytelling for sure. And like you said, it's innate. Like, you was born with this. Yep, absolutely. But um, this industry, the media industry, entertainment industry, for all the lovers that's tuned in today, I just thank you. This is season two, episode four. Welcome to Thailand. And we have our special guest host, Miss Jayetta Coles. And she is a wonderful journalist, social media manager, copy copywriter. I mean, the list goes on. Filmmaker. Literally, this woman has done it all. We're talking today about just how the industry is. She just released a social media campaign um, with a magnificent um, client of hers. And what, as being a creative person, what people don't understand is that one thing opens the door to the next thing. Sure. We're entrepreneurs. Yes, we we have our you know our niche in the in the. I guess in the corporate world, my corporate world being bartending, right. yours being in the hospital. Right. I think those are just the things that fund our creativity for now until we can be full-time freelancers. Right, for sure. And I think it's a wonderful for thing. Sure. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a wonderful thing to be able to um, manifest such great opportunities for us. Mm -hmm. And then we also speaking today about just how dark the industry is as well. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, entertainment, Hollywood, media the list goes on, can be a very shady industry. As much glitz and glam it is, what goes on behind closed doors, a lot of y'all not ready for, mm -hmm. unless you're in it. We're talking about down low brothers. We're talking about dating in the industry. And you have to be thick-skinned to survive yeah. in, especially in New York City. Yeah. New York City is very close-knit. 
If you do anything, you're you're blackmailed, you're blacklisted, mm-hmm. and you're out the game. You gotta move out of town and go to LA. Mm-hmm. And you'll you better hope. hope. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope that you good over there. Okay. And not blacklisted too. Because it's just a small industry. Like who doesn't know who? Especially being black in the industry. Being black. There's 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 the there's the urban entertainment and then there's the entertainment. Right. And I feel like those are two separate things. Oh, very. You know. There's the difference of interviewing. Um, an actor from The Wire and freaking Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's always it's two different spectrums of it. For Absolutely. Sure. For sure. And I feel like throughout my career, I've been able to do both. Yeah. And oh my gosh, she interviewed TD Jakes. Yes, guy. that was amazing. <laughs> definitely was able to do both. So I interviewed TD Jakes during the uh, American Black Film Festival, and that was one of the references I was referring to about how this the industry is just so crazy because as mm-hmm. prominent as that festival is it's the most to me it's the most amazing uh, one of my favorite festivals um to work as press and media for because Mm -hmm. it's all the prominent black actors and actresses in one spot in miami come on on father's day weekend spike lee bill dukes i mean prominent actors and everyone black is there And I feel like it's an amazing opportunity for us journalists starting up from the ground up to get in contact with these people and make ourselves, make our names for ourselves, but don't get caught up Hmm. because the after parties from HBO after party, all the after parties are mixy. Yeah. Very mixy. Just imagine being an SLS for HBO um, after party that's guest list only and you're walking in there. And oh hey, were you just the girl that was covering the red carpet? I was. Oh, let me get you a drink, and then the next, and then the night goes, and then it's over. Okay. Industry, I can't wait for its return. I miss the industry too, and you know, but you gotta sell a little sex to get to the next level that you want to do. And I honestly don't have any problem with that because women have to not even to sound like a whore or not even to sound like um, players club. You do have to use sometimes what you have to get what you want. You know what I'm saying? It's the oldest trick in the book. We're women. We was we're endowed for a reason. I'm gonna use this sex appeal and I'm gonna use it to my advantage. Like if if men had it, they would do it. This is this is who we are. This is our nature. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, ladies. Flaunt your stuff and be a bad bitch and a boss woman and, you know, get what you want. Have these men wrapped around your finger. I said they tried to do to us, but we run everything. 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 Women run everything. Everything. Fuck all that noise. Everything. Women, number one, we run everything. everything. That's it. Period. We don't even have to open, unzip our pants to get, you know, the... the, Was it, um... What did what did Megan Thee Stallion say in um, her latest song with Cardi B? WAP. Um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, I made him bust without him even touching me. Yeah, or something she like said that. something like that for sure. Yeah, and, and it's yes. it's true. It's true. It's very true. And Don't get why, caught up. That's why women we are. Fuck all of that being down on ourselves. And, you know, women, we go through a lot. But don't ever forget the power that you hold down there and just overall. We really are powerful beings. Right. What's, what's life without Mother Earth? What is life? I mean, I, I feel like I use my garden in my apartment as a grand example of life. And what can come out of me by simply planting, yes. gardening, you know, and blossoming. Yes. And I use that as a reference for my vagina. Yes. So... I am not about to be up here, you know. Yes, we love sex and we love to indulge, and but I have the power. I have right. the key. I have the. Key. I am the key. Yes. I am the yes. door. Exactly. I am everything. I am getting in this door because I have the key. What? So act right. So act right. Okay. 
Um, and that's to all you all you male lovers that's tuned in. Act right, and you'll get and you'll be you have a great life. Right. I mean, it's not that hard. It's happy not that life, hard. Happy life, like, come happy on. tie, happy life. Yes, like, happy tie. On. You won't die. Right. What yes. else can we say? Yeah. <laughs> Um, for real, for real. Happy job, you'll go far. Like, stop playing, man. They just, they don't know. But, Jaida, before we um, leave the lovers for today, um, how has your 2020 been thus far? We're in the ninth month of a crisis pandemic. As a journalist, as a blogger, as a copywriter, as all these things I keep mentioning, how has it affected your career if it has in any way? Honestly, sorry, this pandemic has been marvelous to me. This is honestly speaking from the soul. I, like I was telling the um, listeners earlier, I began to really dig within, like, I think, you know, post-pandemic I was um, maybe like more so, you know, but kind of camera documentary based, but we cannot forget our number one, like our baby. Like, let's say radio was my first love, but writing, you know, I really began to really exercise my pen this year and it's brought me so many opportunities and just so much you know not even just like the career part like let's really think about what the pandemic did for us but me per se um about just my overall perspective of life nothing is promised it made me love harder value more value more friendships value relationships like you know what i'm saying like nothing is promised i remember Ty, a point in april i'm like i'm saving all of this money like for what we right. don't know if this shit about the end but mm-hmm. like, we was really in fear I of know. life ending but this year has been great side and it's really been like a, a year re, re, a year of revelation for me yeah and i'm and i'm grateful for it and i'm like you said you know me and ty was turning 30 i turned 36 days before 2021 and i'm just asking god to cover me in the blood of his son and continue to just elevate me you know to higher heights because that's what this year has been a year of elevation like this pandemic so sorry for everyone who was just you know like affected in like a in a horrible way it's thousands hundreds of thousands of people that has been affected, but I hope that it did one thing for everyone else, everyone, whether you was affected financially, it made you dig within. We was locked down in quarantine with nowhere to go. If you didn't get to know yourself better, if you didn't soul search, whatever, whatever, whatever it is that makes you feel more aligned, that has to happen to all of us this year. And it happened to me and it helped me know myself more. And I'm grateful for it. Cheers. Cheers, baby. We have a bottle waiting for us at our table in in a few minutes. Yes, for real. Shout out to this year though. And shout out to you, Ty. You are just so amazing. I love Ty Hampton. I always loved this since I was a little girl. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of I'm you. So like, honestly, you. truly, I, I keep telling y'all lovers, like, me and Jaida, she's one of my oldest friends. Like, literally, <laughs> literally, I mean, this is, a, this is a woman now that I've grown up with from the same neighborhood, same elementary yes, school, driver's fine, ed, yeah. everything we've done together. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think we've realized how intertwined we've been all our years because yeah. we just always just had this great relationship. Always did. Right, right. You know, it was always that thing. But we became closer. Actually, Jaida was one of the people who made me go to see my eye doctor yes, before oh I had my God. surgery because we was at happy hour. <laughs> yes, and I'm telling you, I'm like... Up. Hey, I was like, the menu is a little bit blurry. Yeah. And I'm you, like... You was kind of short. You was like, you know, I can't see. Like, right. Like, that pretty and just, like, bouncy hair and just, like, your personality. He's like, you know, I can't see, right? Yeah, it's been a few days. Like, I can't see. Like, what that says right there, I'm like, Taha. Before those <laughs> fucking drinks come... Bitch, call your eye doctor. I was like, you think so? You think I should really call the eye doctor? Yes, and you was like, was Ty, funny. yes. I was yeah. and, and then, boom. 
Here we go. Life changing, freaking life changing. Life changing. Yeah. But here we are, still on motherfucking top. Mm -hmm. Still on top. Two years. Literally two years now. Yes. Yes, and I love one thing. I love how we we are connected. Like I dream about you. Right. You dream about me. Like um, God is just good. Well, I was thinking about you the other day, and I was looking back, like you know, after your surgery, how we was connected and speaking all the time, and just overall, like I remember when you had a fight, your first fight remember? in high school, and you was we was in the locker room in gym, and you was like showing me the scars and taking. You remember? Scars. I was yeah. so mad. I'm like, this girl scratched my back. Yes, yeah, like it was just crazy. It's just crazy though how we've always been there. Yes. So just shout out to us. Yes. Friendship. It's genuine, and that's it's it is. so important. What I told you last night actually it's so important to have you know accountability friends for sure um big up in yourself friends mm-hmm. and just women that are this would be also in the same age group like for sure to be born in 1990 and to share this you know this wealth this journey with mm-hmm. someone that's like-minded we are black we're a woman we're beautiful i wouldn't trade for the world i wouldn't trade for anything and i'm really so thankful because yeah. i feel like also like you said as 2020 is an elevating year as you elevate you have to let go yeah for sure how many pounds does say the elevator can hold <laughs> for real Hello? okay it can't uh, go up if the elevator is too heavy. It cannot. You cannot go up it if you have all of this on you. and crash. Okay? So I just feel like... I know. It's okay, baby. She, she's sad right now because... <laughs> <laughs> she's sad because yeah. she thought there was more wine in her glass. But it's okay. I suppose we have a bottle waiting for us. Um, but yeah, so we're going to wrap up soon, yes. actually. It was a great, great, great Amazing. show. Um, again, lover, this is season two, episode four. Welcome to Thailand. And we have Ms. Jaida Coles as our guest. Today, we talked about the industry. We talked about just the down low, um, dark side of the industry, I guess, that needs some light. We talked about just how sex does sell as women in the industry and how it's important to be a creative person and not be labeled in a box. Yes. Um, continue yes. striving, lovers, in 2020. Continue being great. Continue doing it for the love. Continue to pack your sanitizers, wear your gloves, and wear a mask. And until next time, lovers, I'll see you soon. Follow us on Instagram at Ty Hampton, um, at Tyler Bartender, making cocktails still. I am, yes. Oh, I forgot to tell you, lovers. Oktoberfest has begun. The Germans are in town. Well, whoever is here before lockdown. They're in town. We have Hof, we have Hofbra, we have Weizenhyphen, we have all the German beers that you can think of at Watermark. Come see me. I'm there on the weekends, uh, Pier 15, and we're out, lovers. Wow. Until next time. Wow.